Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Footballers Foot Birthday Edition. I am your host, Hunter. Here alongside me, Steve Stokes, Wise FIFA, and Matt Lamborn. Steve, how are you doing this week, my friend? I'm doing very well, Hunter. Very excited. Currently building a managerial masterpiece squad uh, with the rating lifted as we personally requested on Footballers 2EA. Squad rating lifted to 79. I only discovered that when I was talking to you guys. I was, I was bragging about this goated 77-rated squad that I'd built. And Y says, ah, no, it's uh, it's 79-rated now. So just a quick rebuild. And yeah, good to use some of these uh, these objectives cards. You, you can build a pretty nice squad for 79, but uh, I'm sure we'll get to that later. Yeah, I really should increase what we're paying Wise here for his information he gives us on the podcast. Always yes. coming in with that clutch information. Yes, wise. the wise words, doing? if you will. I'll take my I'll take exactly. my I'll take my entrance with that with that alley oop you just threw me, given it's still March Madness, even though my team lost in a very unfortunate fashion. You won't talk about it. But I know I I'm excited for birthdays here for us. I know that'll be a lot of content to talk about. Might get me back into the game, if you will. Mm. We'll see. Mm. And last but not least, Matt Lamborn, FIFA Ultimate Team Legend. How are you, my friend? I love it when you introduce me onto it. It's my favorite time of the week. I'm doing very well, thank you. I think, unlike you guys, though, I have a slight case of managerial masterpiece burnout, and I still haven't got all my icon swap challenges done yet. So trying to fit all these objectives in is going to be tricky. I am taking the weekend off of uh, foot champs this week, so... You know, maybe we'll squeeze in a hunt or something like that, but I'm sure we're going to talk more about that just now. Matt, you got to stay with us. Well, you got to stay with us. The most meta card has dropped. <laughs> you're gonna, I know. You're gonna right? it, there, there are years gone by when I would have like absolutely bitten their hand off. I actually have a Real Madrid shirt upstairs with Huntelor on the back of it. I really should do this card. You will. Yeah, probably. But I'm just, I'd just like to do something different but i don't know what i don't know what is it i'm looking for i don't want to play foot champs this week so i've played the last two 
And I've played loads of managerial masterpiece cards to get cards I'll probably never use. Like I did all those Irish ones from the previous week and they all went straight into an SBC. And I just feel like collecting a lot of cards that I've got no intention of using because the FOMO is real. Do you guys ever get that? You don't know what you're looking for and you've got this thing with Irish cards. It's funny that you mentioned that I don't know what I'm looking for. I was just going to say don't ask Bono because he doesn't know Bono did get an inform this week. Did he? And uh, we go. he is very much, he is very, very much the real thing. <laughs> we should definitely pay tribute to him. But yeah, I'm, I think you're right, Steve. I'm, I'm flitting in between squads at the moment. I'm sort of selling off some of my tradable bigger cards to get ready for team of the season. So I'm playing with a lot of untradable stuff at the moment. And I've just got so many good cards. You know, it's a nice dilemma to have. So I'm not like slagging off EA or anything. But I'm in a quandary and I'm not sure what direction to sort of take my teams in at the moment. But I guess that's the good thing about having managerial masterpiece and uh, gives you a little bit of variety in terms of not having to to nail down one solid squad. You get to mix and match a little bit. And uh, you've obviously made yourself a very good team as we've been discussing just prior to the podcast to, to take on managerial masterpiece. It's not so nailed down in regards to sort of nationalities or leagues this week. No, it's, there's a lot of flexibility there. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at it now. I've got, what, two Dutch, two Brazilian, four French, two German. So, yeah, a lot of wriggle room there. And I think... That's just Steve's girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all X is currently available. That's That goes out to our mm. one female listener that uh, that tunes in every week. Please please don't cancel us. <laughs> well, I do, the only slight worry there is that it's probably Hunter's wife. I don't, I don't mean to come on to your, to your Mrs. Hunter. Um, I take Holy it all back shit. if that's the case. But yeah, um, I think, I think one of the things with this, I mean, talking about the direction that your squad's going in, I think at the moment all roads quite clearly lead to Holland. There's so much Dutch content being being shoved on us. And I think that with all the other Dutch cards that are around, or Eredivisie cards as well, mm-hmm. it's probably well worthwhile doing this Hanselaar card because when the Eredivisie cards drop in team of the season, they're generally not the most expensive. And I think it may be... I don't want to sort of generate any FOMO, but I think that uh, you could well end up in a position where you might regret not doing Hanselaar. Steve, before we go full FOMO, you do realise I got a red pick Veghorst this weekend I can pair up with Huntelaar wow. I was I was just gonna I was gonna add that in where it's like all roads might be leading through Holland but they're going through Germany because we're getting just as much German content too and with Huntelaar that's the best of both worlds given that Bundesliga easy links with, with I granted that Podolski and I'm referring to that Podolski SBC which he plays in Turkey sure but you could easily fit in some German creativity especially with and I'll let someone run down what the full team is in a bit, but that that Sane with the with the five star weak foot as Cam too. Seems like a perfect little hybrid option between some of these foot birthday SBCs and objectives that we're getting at the moment. Before we go too far away from managerial masterpiece, I just while I've got my team up here, because a lot of guys will probably have given it a break like Matt has. And um I just want to sort of get across how much of a difference this lifting the ceiling to 79 makes um i won't go through my team but i've got in there an 84 rated left back 86 left winger 84 rated cam 85 rated striker and 84 rated right winger so you can actually do you have any loan cards in there i don't know um a lot of objectives okay. cards i'll, I'll got- allow it then I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven out of 11 are objectives cards. So good to have the opportunity to use those as well. I look forward to us coming back to this forum 
this time next week and you telling us how many loan cards you face <laughs> during the 79 rated managerial masterpiece. I reckon there's going to be a lot of Mbappes. There's going to be a lot of other icons in there. I think it's going to be absolute chaos. But you know, it's not going to be quite as full sweat as weekend league, but it's going to be pretty close. And then no one's going to use until or after the fact. Who needs Mbappe when you've got reindeer? Uh-oh. Definitely not, man. You can keep your Mbappe and reindeer. I'll keep using Armstrong as my super sub. Um, Newcastle reject. He's a a traditional super sub, though, right? Can we at least agree? As far as super subs go, I think he's a super, super sub. Yeah. Super, super sub. Yeah. Super duper sub. Super duper sub. Super master sub. Can we fucking move on, please? segment for, uh, for another day. We need to do the best ultimate team super subs ever. Well, I think we have one, uh, one last year was that team of the season, Simon from Nam. But, Ooh. and if we look what we get in this foot birthday, bringing it back to that foot birthday, team one, five star weak foot, four star skills, only 85 rated. Moses Simon for Nam. I would, uh, 95 pace, 90 dribbling, 82 shots. So nice looking card, right? Yeah. I, I'm, liking, I'm liking that from the lower tier that's going to be affordable for a, a big swath of the foot player database. So I'm, I'm all for that type of content. Yippee-o, yippee I- <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> do we think the listeners need a little explanation about what foot birthday is? Someone care to do that? Or- I thought he was going to say an explanation as to why I've just said, yo, 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 yippee-o, yippee I thought that's where it was going to. Hmm. Probably not. Well, take it away, Wise. Tell us about it. Okay, yeah. So what, I mean, the foot birthday No, promo- Snoop Dogg. Sad. No, I'm sad. <laughs> oh no. I I wish I had a the Snoop Dogg for the listeners out there is just a tad bit older for me than than what uh, what these other three gentlemen might listen to. Don't get me wrong, still respect him and his impact on the hip hop game, but he's your generations. Foot birthday. Oh, okay, we're we're bringing that full circle back to the foot birthday. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this year to. Just this year, it looks like they touched skill moves and weak foot a lot to make those either five-star skill moves, forced or five-star weak foot on players that they change positions. But foot birthday as a whole is a time when EA like to celebrate past FIFAs and kind of a, a knock towards or a tip of the hat towards the FIFA community to boost what we had considered in past FIFA cycles, OP or overpowered players or fan favorites. So as you... Some people might see if they follow EA's Twitter, which I would recommend everybody does. They laid out kind of what comes next on the loading screens in terms of SBCs. So Podolski was someone they brought back from FIFA 09 and his cards are those 09 through FIFA 12. Really OP. Matt knows what I'm talking about for sure. And But that loading screen shows that the next SBC tomorrow will be a nod to FIFA 10 and FIFA 11 and so on until this year, if you will. So that's a nice little tidbit to kind of show what foot birthday is all about. It's about juicing these players that are fan favorites, nostalgic, all in one encompassing to make these power creep cards even better. There's so many players here. Any of you guys getting your hands on any of these players from this team one? Instantly lining up Perisic, you know, as soon as Inter got knocked out of Europe this year and that road to the final card that they did for him became null and void. I knew they would find an excuse to put a, a Perisic in again before the end of the game. And I'm so glad they have. Um, so yeah, that's 
that's the bare minimum that I'll be indulging myself in with this team. But I like almost every car that they've put out here. There's, there's pretty much zero complaints to me. There's something from everybody, every price range. Most of the blue leagues are represented. Mm-hmm. And of course, we've got a second team to come. So, you know, this gets yeah. a big thumbs up from me. I'm, I'm excited to try some of these out. And I did actually tonight already play against a couple of them in uh, managerial masterpiece that I was trying to finish off for MLS. I've got a couple of games to go. And some dude was trying to through ball the hell out of me with Wanky Chan and he's fucking shit. <laughs> you know, it's it's just slightly faster than he was before, but it's still a jump card in my opinion, Good. even with the improvements. But uh, Wanky yeah. Chan is he related to Wang yeah. Quadrado? More than likely, I would say. Yeah. I, I don't think you should be pronouncing it Wanky, Matt. To be honest with you. Oh, I'm trying my best, Steve. You know, I'm, I'm Northern. Okay, Jackie, hmm. call him Jackie. Jackie Chan. No, that that Parasitch as squad building aficionados will know moved over to the right side and leaves a lot on the bone with that Orsic upgraded man of the match as well. European mm. man of the match on that left side. You could really get some Croatian dynamos in your squad. Now. I wonder if um, Suka is going to go up in price now on the icon market because that is a, a tantalizing proposition that you've just put out there, Wise. Yeah, so I'm, I'm all two for together. that. I think there's way too much positivity about this foot birthday squad, so I just want to keep it real by reading you the top three comments on Footbin uh, relating to the foot birthday squad. At number one, we have Sasha Wall saying, is it just me or is this a big disappointment with 26 upvotes? At number two, looking at the player selection this year versus last year, FIFA 19 and FIFA 18, this is very underwhelming. That's from Sam98. And Easy Foot says the reason it's a disappointment is because this was leaked on Wednesday, so we all expected yeah. it. So there you go. The foot community thinks it's a pile of shit. I, uh, well, those people in the foot community think that. And I would agree with them with the leaks, though. EA have to curve this leak system because there's nothing worse than having the content be out there for a while and have a extended period of time where the FIFA community can nitpick it apart. That's my two cents. God damn you, EA Shay. <laughs> Is Shay still getting grief for everything? I think so. Yeah, he's okay. going to be the meme. meme Fuck you, Shay. <laughs> I do wonder what people are expecting there when they put out comments like that. You're not going to get like Ronaldo's and, and Messi's because they don't really need upgrading. So it's got to be something with a little bit of wiggle room that hasn't quite hit the ceiling in terms of the power curve. Yeah, these are all already pretty good cars have become much much better cards some of them are cheap some of them are very expensive there is literally something there for everybody i don't understand why anyone would be critical about this i think it's ace i've got no complaints over it at all except perhaps unfortunately there's there's no mork card but we do have a uh a mendy oh no sorry Say it again. hunter i know man Just go Say for it, it. mendy mm. ah, that hurts that hurts mm. <laughs> That drives yeah, I will definitely be getting my hands on that Furlan Mini shortly after this podcast recording. One million and, uh, already. Uh, fuck it, dude. Who cares? It's Furlan Mindy. That's in-game. Five-star, five-star, too. Ugh. That is the in-game center back. His gold card is end-game. What are you talking about? That's very true. But this one you can put at center back and be ready the rest of the game. Which leads me to my next point. And you can call this a complaint if you want, but it's... It's kind of on par with what they've given us so far this year and just about every promo. Look at the attackers and the amount of players they've given us with blistering pace versus the one center back they've given us with 84 pace. I feel like they're still reluctant to level this game out of the, the level of sweat and the the way the AI defenders, specifically the center backs, just they track runs so poorly on counters. We don't have 
the proper players to counter what these sweats are doing, um, which is why everybody is playing fullbacks at center back, which is contrary to what you would think normal football is about. I wish we had some more capable defenders to counter these sweats. What do y'all think about it? Uh, we'll go with Steve. Yeah, I I take your point entirely. There is a bit of an imbalance there, I suppose. But when we say there's an imbalance, is there really? It's not like we're, we're getting games finishing with ridiculously high score lines. The 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 real imbalance that that annoys me slightly, if anything, is that we've got the uh, the new season objectives cards. So another set of six cards which we can earn just by playing the game. Again, really heavily skewed towards attacking players. Again, with the objectives card this week, we've got another striker. I just I I wish so much that they would give us a goalkeeper. Or, or, you know, another decent centre-back. There's just, there's a real imbalance in that sense and nowhere more so than, than goalkeepers. I mean, people, some people who are new to the podcast won't know that the team that I'm running um, is built of cards that are either free or that have come from SBCs. And I've got a great team there, but it's always a struggle with goalkeepers. Um, if you look at the MLS squad foundations cards there, they're great. You know, you can, you can build a, the bare bones of a really decent team, but unless we get more goalkeepers thrown into the game somehow, either through SBCs or through objectives, you're going to struggle to get these, these cards onto 10 chem. And, uh, I think it's, it's an area where fingers really need to be pulled out of, um, orifices. <laughs> Oris- oh, okay. Orifices. Why didn't you just say assholes? Because I knew that you wouldn't be able to say orifices. God damn it. I'm so glad I edit these pods. Um, one thing that I will say about goalkeepers, I agree with you on your point about chemistry, but do we really think that goalkeepers will increase our ability to prevent goals? No, not the useless. Do, do, right. I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of where I was going. I feel like there's certain situations, certain angles that you can get into, let's say, if I'm coming in from, like, say, the sideline and I'm, I go all the way out wide and I come back inside and you shoot crossbody across the goalkeeper to the far post, even if you move your goalkeeper where you know they're going to shoot, it still goes in. It curls right around him outside the foot shot. I just feel like those type of shots are impossible to prevent. What do you think, Matt? Hard to to prevent without moving the goalkeeper, but I guess that's once you get to a certain skill level, that's the, the sort of next step that you logically have to take when to know when and how to move the goalkeeper accordingly. Um, because I think most people had sort of trained themselves to go for finesses or these outside of the foot shots. And your sort of normal just cross goal shots are, are much harder to, to score from unless people start moving the goalkeepers expecting the finesse. So there's a little bit of, uh, of meta game in there that kind of separates or creates a skill gap, I should say, between the good and the very good players. Um, it's probably not for everybody. Um, unless you play an ultra competitively, it's probably not going to affect your game too much, I don't think. Um, but I agree with, with what Steve says. We're, we're kind of short of anything exciting in the goalkeeping department. I think the only way you kind of get something novel and exciting is if you go the icon route with goalkeepers. And that's what I did in the last few days. I bought a, a Van der Sar so I can use it in every team that I make for, for exactly that reason, because it is a pain in the ass, especially when you're going for full backs at centre-back to get a, you know, a well-linked up back line so you're not suffering overly from, from chemistry. But uh, I think that that's that's the primary route. But 
goalkeepers don't shift packs. So including them as a sort of headline promo card isn't going to excite people. It'll probably just draw more criticism. Um, you know, EA are pandering to their market and by going for the, t- the type of cards that they, they go for. And, you know, pace sells packs. So the fewer goalkeepers, centre-backs, lumpy-dumpy strikers that are in there, then the, the more likely they are to, to sell their digital goods. Hmm. Interesting. Wise. The points that Matt and Steve brought up are really great, and so I was just giving them a moment to sink in. I also share your frustration with the fact that we don't have as many defenders represented in promos lately. And I want to say that I feel that some of the community, I mean, you just, Steve, read off those top three comments on Footbin. You know, I don't want EA to use the excuse that we're getting content every weekend or, you know, every Friday, if you will, to continue to give us what? There was only 10 special items, which further dilutes packs. And that comes back to a whole different thing about how it seems, you know, it's we're getting lulled into the fact that our money's being worth even less. In a sense, I, I don't know why they don't beef this up a little bit more with, you know, every team with some defenders. They're missing out on a whole market and uh, it doesn't sell. They, they don't sell packs themselves. However, it's still something we need in this game, to your point. I think that, you know, they could have given us a player like Hilton, you know, that that guy from Montpellier, the Brazilian who's got laughable pace and has had laughable pace his whole FIFA career because he's been above the age of 30, but he gets an inform or two every <laughs> year. It's hilarious, right? So give us, finally give us a reason to use him instead of putting him into an SBC fodder. That type of stuff in a sense that it at least shows that there's a little bit more effort because I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen going forward. Right now, it's great that we're getting promos every week and I'm all for that, but I'm worried about what people are going to say next year when they're like, oh, do you remember those days? where the foot birthday promo was a full 23-man squad. And it's like, okay, well, now they're going to expect to give everybody 23 men a week, which again, I wouldn't be opposed to, but at the same time, would like it to be more than 11 or 10 that they're giving us. I also recognize the lack of defenders in the SBCs. So far, it looks like if they, on that loading, going back to that loading screen about foot 10, foot 11, foot 12, it looks like at least three of those four are going to be attackers right off the bat, given the hints. I There are plenty of equally as overpowered defenders in these games that we like. I know Felipe Santana, Dede, the center back, they don't play anymore, unfortunately, but there's still other options they could give us. And I think that it'd be nice to see to not only an attacker that you can select, but a defender in some of these because level 30 and level 15 rewards for the season this year are all attacking players. So absolutely, there's a deficit, if you will. And I just think they need to reassess that going forward. You leave, leave some low-hanging fruit for EA to hopefully get the community to be a little happier. I will say, though, that as far as level 15 and level 30 players, there are two that I have used the most is the 82 center back from La Liga we got earlier this yep, year I do. and that 83 uh, Duncan. That is a really nice card to use for these yeah. objectives. The Fiorentino homie, those two also link together for those people out there. They have the Ghanaian mm. link. You noticed that, didn't you? Yeah, and there's another Ghanaian, don't get me wrong, that Fosu, so maybe you have to complete the triad at level 15 this week, or this year. I, I just had a look at our uh, podcast chat, and it looks like Met has already purchased Foot Birthday Parasitch for 333,000 coins. Congratulations. That's actually kind of a steal. Thank you, thank you. I've got the FOMO that it's going to go up in price for some reason, so I thought that's a card I'll use at the end of the game. I'm not selling it, so I'll just pay for it. Yeah, I mean, and don't give me, we have that in the in the Serie A itself, and we'll do a little slight market digression. I don't, 
I mean, what we got Kulisevsky and we got that SBC Ronaldo that a lot of people did. But besides that, I mean, five star, five star with great pace and good height and could be converted to a center mid because he's got 70 defending. Hmm. That's a that's an excellent chart. Dang, dang. Yeah, I, I don't think so, 330 is much at all. In the spirit of these uh, level 15 and level 30 rewards, the ones that we just got today for the new season, let's look at level 15. Steve, level 15, have you looked at these? Which one are you looking at getting and why? Well, I think it's a great selection of attacking cards once again. Um, for my team, I, I don't know. It's difficult, really. Um, I think the Fosu card looks decent. And, of course, you've got the link to... Uh, to our favourite Irish left back, Rick O'Henry. So that would be a possibility, I think. Um, I, I think a lot of people who, who have been running sort of budget CSL teams and what have you, I think the uh, the Martins card yeah. looks, looks really tasty. Um, looks Mbappe-esque, dare I say. So I can see a lot of people going for that as well. Probably the, the weak link is, is Gomes, but, you know, again, it's, it's still decent and uh, it would yeah. open up some interesting hybrid options for uh, for squad building. But if if I was pressed to say which one I'll, I'll get, I would think at this point it would probably be uh, Mr. Fosu. Storyline Fosu, I think, is his full name, isn't it? <laughs> Storyline yeah, Fosu is correct. Yes. Why is he uh, looking to get in your team? I you, How I'm approaching this in my lens is you know, team of the season is coming up and we're going to start getting, we're going to undoubtedly get those objectives. And I'm, I have a feeling for a lot of these side stream leagues, you know, like the Chinese league, the Lali, uh, Liga Nos, as well as the EFL championship. And it'd be interesting, you know, which one of my sides at the moment of those might be weak and which one of those can I get the player to fit in there? Because realistically, these guys aren't going to hit the weekend league squads. These guys are going to hit your objectives squads. And I, at the moment, I, I definitely think I'm leaning between Gomez and Martins. The Gomez opens up, like Steve said, a lot of hybrid possibilities to some cheaper beasts or not cheaper, lower rated beasts in the BPL just in cases. But that Obafemi Martins, man, that's a that's a foot throwback in and of himself. I'd uh, I'd probably say Martins for me, just because of that nostalgia. But Gomez is a close second, and Fosu comes in last for me. Huh. Mets, who are you going to get into your squad? Level fifteen. Level fifteen. I'm going to go Angel Gomez. And Why is that? Reason being. English links, of course, always handy, but it's a pretty unique card because he is absolutely micro sized at five foot six, super high uh, agility and all that good stuff. So it's going to be a super tricky card to play against. You put a dead eye on him, the stats just go absolutely crazy. And I think that Liga Nos has been very underrepresented in the game so far. But I think they'll fix that potentially by the time team of the season comes around. Likewise, was saying there's a couple of cool cards already in the database that, um, uh, underutilized because of the few players that they can link to, and that would be the um, the Sergio. Oh, what's the guy's name? He plays for Porto. Oliveira, the one that scored the free thank kick. You. Thank you, thank you, guys. Sergio Oliveira, who tore it up against Juventus recently. He's got a. It's not a weekend league competitive level card, but it's a decent central midfield card. And then you have the uh, European Man of the Match uh, Morega striker card, who. For such a low rating, has a very unusual blend of incredible pace and high physicals across the board. So strength, jumping, heading, all that. So it's a real amazing getting behind card. So just as a novelty project, I would like to sort of play around with that and see what I can come up with. And and that Gomez card would, would come in quite nicely there. The other two, not particularly attractive 
to my eyes, I can't see myself doing anything in, in CSL. Um, it was a nice thing to work with at the beginning of the game, but perhaps not so much now. And uh, not interested in another special left winger for the, the championships. We already have one in Scott Sinclair. So, um, yeah, Angel Gomez for me. We'll go back to level 30 now. and We'll start with Matt and we'll go back around mm. the loop. Who are you looking at for level 30? Yeah, this is trickier. Um, now that I've just bought Perisic, that kind of makes Kandreva redundant, although that would be a card that I would, under normal circumstances, very much enjoy playing with. So unless I converted Perisic to a RF and played him at striker, then um, Kandreva would be out of the water, but I wouldn't necessarily rule him out completely. Um, I kind of like the look of, of Jimmy Brion from Bordeaux. That is a foot stroke football manager a legend card and just very handy across the board not outrageously good at any one thing in particular but just very very good well-rounded stats for a quick and semi-strong striker uh, we'd link nice with all the various league and special cards about this season including the uh, the benedetto one that i did in the last league. couple of weeks so that'd be mm. a nice strike force there league. Mm. um so yeah i think i'm leaning towards brion there <laughs> He does that so well. The yeah, the last one is that Lamella at right mid, and if he scores from uh, Rabona's like he scores them in real life on the same frequency, I'd uh, I'd like to get into my squad. Otherwise, again, so many good tradable options at right mid in the in the BPL already. Yeah, that would have been nice if it was a if it was a can. I agree. That makes a much more difficult decision, but RM not so much. Yeah, in foot in foot birthday fashion, I'm surprised they didn't bring him back to that card that he had at Roma, that Cam, I believe, when he was a silver. That would have been a great position change, if you will, because all three of these guys have been cheap beasts throughout their foot history, and so yeah, it's a shame. If Candrave had been put central line, that would have been incredible. I know, I know, they could have really. I'm with you. They could have hit us with some good spots there. No, he could have hit us with some good position Because he, he has played in the centre at various stages in his career. I'm pretty sure he's even had central line foot card, so it's not um, a way out of left field suggestion either. But there's just too much competition, particularly with this Paris. It's just landing that Ronaldo card that we had earlier on in the season with the flashback. Um, if you've got the ones to watch Akimi, something like that, you know, we don't need another Serie A right-sided player. But if you'd move them into the centre, that would have been so sweet. But uh, it's not to be. I mean, it's, you could probably play them on seven Kim, though. I mean, if you have a hundred Kim squad and you play right mid at center mid, they don't lose a whole lot. I mean, no, I it, agree with you. I mean, that that's perfectly plausible, but you know, a lot of people don't want to do that, even if it is yeah. just a minor, minor cut down on 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 chemistry. Most people want to go ten Kim across the board, right? So it just kind of spoils its side. But yeah, it's definitely useful. And if the other two aren't going to float your boat, then by all means, knock yourself out and play them at a, a Cam or, or or a CM. It'll it'll play just fine. Um, it's certainly different to what is in the, that league currently, put it that way. Yeah. Well, Steve, are you going to go with league? Uh, uh, tempting as it is to go with league. Uh, um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Eric Lamella. Oh, okay. And mm. there is a very good reason for this. Eric Lamella is, is a rare beast in the foot database this year because he's actually an inverted right winger and there are not many of those about he's left footed so he's gonna be pretty much lethal in the same way that robin is cutting in from from the right wing um would be handy in the invincibles tactics which are currently in the foot academy patron um and i yeah he's he's a pretty versatile card as well he's got high high work rates 
um, you could quite easily put a shadow on him and use him as a as a box to box midfielder um, because he's got his six foot, he's got physical presence, um, and I, I I think it's a really nice card. But the, the real value to it for me is just being a a player that can play out on the right wing, cut inside, and and hit those finesses across goal that you were talking about earlier, Hunter. He can uh, he can whip them in with his left foot. So I think that Lamella is an outstanding card amongst the uh, the freebies that are currently available. Yep, good links too. You know, Argentina, a lot of different leagues you can link them with. Yes. So before we move on from the new content, I have a prediction I'd like to make for Foot Birthday Team Two. We have the Perisic, and I think, Matt, you mentioned Orisic. You know who else typically is a pretty usable card, especially when he gets a special card? I think we're going to get a Luka Modric in Team Ooh. 2. Oh, I would love that. And yeah, I would have no it. special cards this year. Yeah, that's a, that, wow. That's a, that's crazy. Uh, him or Rakitic. Would, I mean, maybe we get both him and, and or Rakitic. Could you imagine Croatia mm. being the new meta? <laughs> hey, tell that to them in the nice, last nice. World Cup, too. Mm, touche. Footballers is brought to you by the Foot Academy Patreon. If you're serious about getting better at FIFA and you want to have fun at the same time, the Foot Academy is the place for you. By supporting the Patreon, not only will you get ad-free podcasts, plus bonus material, you'll also get immediate access to exclusive tutorials, guides, tactics videos, and much more. So if you like the sound of learning how to dribble and taking advantage of space while playing Bielsa Ball, Check out patreon.com forward slash footacademy and pledge your support today. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash footacademy. I wanted to remind everybody that you can go on to Twitch, Twitch Prime Loot, and link your accounts. Don't forget to get your free Twitch Prime Pack, which my Twitch Prime Packs have been pretty decent this year as far as what's been in them. I don't know if there's any correlation to that, but don't forget to go over there and do that so you can get a chance at packing one of these foot birthday cards. Yeah, they give us those, but those, like you said, good packs with, again, I think it's an untradeable player over an X rating and always a good shout at this stage in the game to maybe get a filler and with the price of SBC fodder at the moment too. A lot of lot of uses for you guys going and doing that for sure. Yeah. And speaking of foot birthday, we're going to do a foot birthday version of buy, bury, borrow in the keeping of selecting which cards we would like to buy, keep in our squads, which player we'd like to get on a loan, use for a while, but not necessarily commit to. And then one that we just really don't like, we think it's useless, just get rid of it. We'll go ahead and we'll start with wise. Mm-hmm. Wise, Absolutely. give me all three, buy, bury, and borrow. Yeah, for sure. So I, I'll start with the borrow. And I wish, uh, and I'm going to go with the SBC Podolski. I wish there was like a loan version of this card because I'd love to have it in the club handy for managerial masterpieces. When again, hopefully we get maybe a Turkish league themed managerial masterpiece because of a object team of the season objective from the Turkish league. And I just can't justify at the moment 200K for that, for that player. He's got great stats, great fundamentals. And if you like Podolski, definitely do him. But it's just difficult with that. It's difficult with that three-star weak foot. Not as big of a not as big of a fan when it comes to that. I will stick with the Germans and I would who I'd like to buy. I'll, but I like that Leroy Sané. I think he's going to be an excellent card in this game. Central now with four-star skills, five-star weak foot. I think is what they changed him with in this, and now he's a cam. That card is going to absolutely terrorize defenses for me and in, in my mind. The player I'm going to bury. 
Furlong Mundy. Easy choice. Just because. Well, we already know who Matt bought because he bought Perisic. But Matt, tell us who you're going to borrow and who you're going to bury. Yeah, I'm going to borrow Moses Simon, wise alluded to earlier on in the podcast. The value for money proposition there is, is off the chain. Perhaps the best value for money out of this whole squad. In fact, if you're very good at wing play, this is a great card. It's definitely compatible with managerial masterpiece. It's on the lower rated side of things, being just 85. And I think we included Moses Simon in our um, footballers end of year award show because we were so impressed of how his normal card performs and managerial masterpiece and the like. So if you can get this one for around the 60K mark, I think this is an incredible addition to your club. You're doing anything with, with the French League managerial masterpiece. What if you're going, God forbid, with a, a Nigerian hybrid of some sort? It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I will be borrowing that one for sure. Then it'll be an excellent addition. And as I already alluded to earlier, I'm burying Huang He Chan because even with his little boosts, it's still a dog shit card. And, uh, not one I'm particularly interested in whatsoever. So uh, he can go straight in the bin. Mm. Mm. Steve, who are you going to buy, bury and borrow? My favorite feature. Why the hell did I ever think of this? Um, I did in any order, Hunter in particular, or whatever you like, my friend. Okay. We'll go back to front. Then I'll remember it. I would bury Sambia because yeah. he has a perfectly adequate silver stars card. And I think it devalues that somewhat. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I would borrow Lucas Mora because it looks a nice card because it links to my, uh, my FIFA 21 hero reindeer. The five star skills are just, they're really tantalizing. It'd be interesting to see how he moves. He's got 97 agility, 96 balance, 92 dribbling. And I think that with the five star skills could be something really quite special and something that the, the Premier League has been crying out for really, isn't it? A, another five star skiller that's usable. I'm sure everybody will use him out on the, on the right wing rather than centrally though. And the player that I would buy is the player that uh, Wise would also buy if he wasn't racist, and that's Furlon Mendy. <laughs> Ouch. <sighs> Hates the French. I Man, I really should have caveated my my piece now. Steve's put me on the spot. Theo Hernandez is better at left back <laughs> than Furlon Mendy. You're crazy. <laughs> it doesn't help his racism claim, unfortunately, for me. <laughs> <though. Crazy. laughs> I don't care how much that Furlon Mendy cost me. I'm going to get it. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah, round out yours for us, Hunter. You're always putting us on the spot. Shit. Yeah, but we thought. Okay. Obviously, I'm going to buy Ferland Mindy because he's the best defender in the game. I don't care what anybody else says, especially Wise. Um, <laughs> going to borrow Simon just because I still have the untradeable Neymar at left wing that I'm going to be using, and I feel like Neymar brings more to the table than Simon. And I would definitely bury Inaki Williams because I can't stand that card. He kind of seems like, even his gold card and managerial masterpiece, he's one of those cards that sort of like Mbappe and Rashford, they always just seem to glitch past the defenders. The ball always seems to rebound right back to their foot. They just do things that, in my opinion, don't ever happen in, in football. And I know I'm going to see that card a lot going forward in every game mode. So bury him for the hate factor. So that wraps up our Foot Birthday Team 1 conversation. But we do have a new 
tutorial in the Foot Academy for those patrons to enjoy, sink their teeth into, bring another facet into your game. And uh, Steve, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, we do indeed, Hunter. It's uh, it's a tutorial. It's all about Zone 14, and that will be a little bit of a mystery to a lot of listeners. It's, it's an area of the pitch that was identified by university researchers um, who analysed games uh, played by France when they won the European Championships and Manchester United when they did the treble. And they basically came to some uh, very, very interesting conclusions about build-up play and what separates uh, winning sides from from losing sides, essentially. And it all basically revolves around this area of the pitch known as Zone 14. And the tutorial is all about how Zone 14 is just as important in foot in creating goal-scoring opportunities as it is in real life. So uh, it's it's kind of a double-edged tutorial, really. You can learn a bit about real football and also improve your, your ability playing FIFA Ultimate Team, which is really what the Foot Academy is all about. Sounds good. Appreciate that. And Wise, you've got to go. We're going to let you sign off here before we get into community questions. We really appreciate you being here, taking time out of your day to give the people some content. Yeah, no, absolutely. Always a pleasure having the chat. Hopefully people are enjoying this foot birthday and excited for our discussion next week after we let all this content seep into our brains. And looking at the questions real quick, I'm not to spoil anything for anybody, but that question from Jason about Volta and Foot 20, have fun trying to do a personation of me because you guys already know my answer is I'm excited if they would release a five aside, if you will. But I'll leave you guys a do. Maybe I'll tweet about it. You can follow me on Twitter at WiseFIFA. I don't tweet that much. <laughs> so Thanks, eloquent, guys. so smooth. Right. I will see you, later, see you guys later. See you later, Dennis. <laughs> I'll take I like that Chelsea <laughs> reference. So for our next segment, we're going to get into the Foot Academy Patreon questions. They send us these questions through the Discord, which you can access at patreon.com forward slash foot academy and if you're not in the foot academy and you'd like to submit us a question you can go to footballers.com and there's a portion at the bottom of the web page where you can submit your question and have it answered by us or of course you could go to itunes leave a five-star review and put your question there very good very good mm. first question foot sovereign s i'd be interested in knowing your opinion on body types in game and which are most suited to each position it's a very good question um, we all know that certain players have a unique body type, such as uh, like a CR7, Neymar. They just move different. They're unique. They can slide between defenders much better. Um, Matt, what do you think about body types? I know you're, you're, you're the Matt meta. You like the, the stockier, stronger players, much like Fellaini. Had to get him in there. Uh, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, the whole purpose of the map matter, as we joke about on here every week, is that particularly in the early stages of the game where attacking pace is a premium and everyone therefore wants pacey defenders to cope with that, you can counter it by going for very stocky, tall, strong players to hold up the ball. And that's just something I've always enjoyed experimenting with. But at this stage of the game, it's less prevalent because every player is fast, every player is strong, for the most part. And something that you can differentiate, uh, differentiate your players with is these different body types and perhaps applying them to certain positions more appropriately than just sort of generically looking for a player of a certain skill set. You know, everyone wants fast and strong or good at passing and all that kind of thing. But I haven't sat down and done a tremendous amount of analysis on which body type per se is 
is better in every position or if there's one that dominates everything else. I'd like to think one counters the other quite well. But I have some basic rules of thumb that I apply when trying to build some of my better squads, my premium squads, if you like, that the attackers need to be smaller. Your midfielders need to be as big as possible, generally, just to take up more space on the pitch. Uh, and generally, if you play, let's say, very defensively, I think having larger centre-backs is better, even if they are a little bit slower, because you're generally getting dragged out of position less than you would be, or susceptible to through balls less if you play defensively anyway. If you play more aggressively and play a very high line, then you probably want sort of smaller to medium-sized, high-paced defenders. That's just generally the way I set up my teams, and I think that works quite well. But I do generally find it is very difficult to break down a good defensive player who has very big defenders. And by that, I mean someone like a Van Dijk or a Ramos, as opposed to the type of fullback-esque defenders that we see becoming more of a trend at the moment because they're, they're after the, the pure pace. But that's just my observations. It's purely anecdotal. We haven't systematically picked this apart, but that's what works for me. So that's how I sort of roll with that. Steve, what do you think? Uh, I'd largely agree with what Matt said there. Um, I would I would direct Sov and anybody else who's particularly interested in this to a YouTube video, uh, which was made by one of my pals quite recently. Um, if you go to YouTube, search for a wild alien and body types, um, you'll find a video that's been put together where um, the alien, we shall call him, has actually tested different body types um, to see how they move on the ball uh, whilst dribbling. Very interesting. He puts out good content. He's, he's well worth a subscription on YouTube anyway, but um, that will give you a, a good degree of insight into it. The thing that I'll add really, um, the most important and most salient thing really with body types for me, um, two points really, I guess. The first is that I really, really don't like this unique body type because I think it hides a multitude of sins really um, you know at least if, if a body type is described as being tall and lean we know exactly what that is um, but if, if a body type is described as being unique who knows I think that's you know yeah another area of the game where, where EA really needs to, to let a bit of daylight in on magic um, and the other point that I'd make is that if you want an agile dribbler, um, and this is kind of covered in, in Aliens video. If, if you want an agile dribbler who is great with the left stick, um, you really need somebody who is, I don't think short and light is the body type. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but you, you need somebody who, who doesn't weigh a great deal um, so that momentum isn't a big issue. They can turn on the spot, turn on a dime, as you guys say. And um, obviously being shorter, they have a lower center of gravity. So again, that helps with the twisting and turning. And it's, it's why people get frustrated with tall players who have got great dribbling stats and they don't actually manoeuvre that well. So if that's the kind of game that you like to play pretty much as I do, um, you really want um, somebody... Do either of you guys know what it is? Is it, is it short, and, short and lean, is it? Not Perhaps. sure. But I think what, what you're getting at, and I can use a, a reference here from... Foots gone by. Um, there was a player that I used to champion on podcasts of your uh, named Jauzinho, who was a, a oh, I knew you was yeah, going to say Jauzinho. What a, dis- a card! A discard goal, Brazilian uh, yep. left winger from the Russian league who stacked up 
budget. Precisely, Messi. yeah. He stacked up very well against Messi and all the important factors, except for you know his extremely good finishing. But he had all the dribbling, agility, balance that made Messi good and arguably felt better than Messi did on the ball for all the reasons that Steve just said that he was an absolute short arse and he would have had this very small particular body type that just made him feel incredible on the ball, particularly when changing direction. And it made him super effective beyond his price tag. And, it is you know, It's harder to... Shortly, there you go. And it's it's harder, I think, to find these type of players perhaps this year than it has been in others. Well, I'm not saying that because Jairzinho is in this year's game, but when you find them, they're, they're diamonds. And it's always nice when you can find a card that's super effective for you that fewer other people are using. It's kind of like your, your dirty little secret. So they're always fun when you find those type of cards. But uh, yeah, I totally agree with, with what Steve ran down with there. And uh, bring back Jairzinho because he was fucking awesome. Yeah, I didn't know. I was just looking to see if I could find one with short and lean. And it, that is the name. But I thought Conte would be in that category. but. I didn't realize Conte has a unique body style. Also, uh, Lucas Mora is unique. Did not know that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cards that are unique that you wouldn't immediately think, um, and that's that's why. It, as I say, it covers such a broad spectrum. I think that it's um, a bit of a cop out, really. Yeah, and those are two cards that I've used over the last three FIFA titles, very deep into the game as well. So it's kind of see a correlation there. That seems like unique body types are way more usable or I guess you would call it meta or master, if you will. Um, we'll transition into the next question from George. He asks, is fast buildup play more viable than slow buildup this year? Or does it depend on your skill? I've got some opinions on that myself, um, but we'll, I'm going to hear what Steve has to say first. Well, I think it really depends on how you want to play the game, really. Um, any any style of build-up play is viable, really, if, if you want to play that way and if you're good at it. Um, uh, personally, I don't think fast build-up is the way ahead. You tend to get players running away from each other, players become isolated, and attacks tend to run into dead ends quite quickly if, you, if you're on fast build-up. I prefer a much more measured and um, more thoughtful approach, really, I think, as as viewers of the uh, the Zone 14 tutorial will have seen. Um, but yeah I, yeah, I think it's it's viable. It does depend on your skill. Anything does, really. Um, if you're a good player, you're obviously going to have more success with it than if you're a bad player. But... I, I, it's not something that I'd encourage. Um, I don't think you'd really want to be straying too far away from, from balance build up, really. Um, and the other thing, of course, is that if you, if you play fast build up, your player's stamina is going to drain much, much more quickly than, uh, than anything else. Yeah. I think that there's a time and a place for fast build up. Um, it, to me, you would only really want to use fast build up is if you were trailing in a game pretty late into the game and you're trying to, to score that goal quickly, obviously. One thing I will say about fast buildup, if you intend to use it and you don't get the ball forward fast enough, you end up isolating yourself at the back with no one to pass to. As everyone sprints forward, they just sit on that front line trying to get in behind or trying to make runs, waiting for you to send that pass. So if you're going to play fast buildup, make sure you play fast build up because if you don't 
you're going to lose the ball in bad positions, and you're likely going to give up counters. All right. Well, the usual Jason questions have come in. He sent us a few questions this week. The uh, first one, I think Foot 22 should have a Volta mode, Volta mode where you can use players from the, cl- from the club, play co-op, compete in tournaments for rewards, but the gameplay is way more arcade-like. And in normal modes like Rivals, champs' skill moves are nerfed to be more realistic. Do you all agree? So you want to nerf skill moves in Volta, which is like the overpowered skill move game. I don't really understand why that would be beneficial. But, you know, Volta isn't something I'm remotely interested in, so I'm not the best person to be answering a question on Volta. You know, I'm strictly an an ultimate team guy. I've got an unlimited amount of playtime per day, per week. I can't spread it across multiple game modes. So um, I don't really care what they do in Volta. I know that's a, a slightly ignorant thing to say. And doesn't satisfactorily answer Jason's question, but that's the the God's honest truth. So uh, that's where I'm at. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I, I haven't played Volta. I haven't started it. Didn't play it. Um, just the fact that it's, I don't know. I'm not really big into storyline game mo- modes of games at any rate. But uh, Steve, do you have anything to add on this? No, same as you guys. Couldn't give a monkeys about Volta. Do with it what you like. Um, although I do think that the broader issue of skill moves needs addressing. I think it's going to be an absolute pain in the arse if FIFA 22 is similar to FIFA 21 in, in the way that skill moves can be abused to hoard possession. Um, I think that EA need to revisit the idea of uh, cancelling skill moves and I think that they need to be perhaps made more fallible, if that's if that's a good way of describing it. I think yeah. that um, gen- I, I think it's too much that every time a skill moves executed, um, the, the 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 skill move itself translates perfectly on the pitch. You know, so by just sort of rotating a stick through through 90 degrees you perform a perfect elastico i think there should be a greater degree of failure in there um to to make skill moves more risky rather than always rewarding and i think that that is maybe the way that ea address the issue of, of players hoarding the ball um by abusing skill moves yeah on, on the on the topic of cancelling skill moves i really don't in hindsight granted uh, when I initially read about it, I thought, oh, this could, this could be useful. You know, this is something that we could use, you know, to, to get around the dropbacks or, or whatnot. But in hindsight, I feel like the skill move cancellation, it just took one step further away from realistic football because you never see someone initiate a Burba spin and then just stop midway through. And the things that it does to your AI defenders or even your manual defender when you're, you're trying to defend that, it almost just freezes them for a half a second at least from my experience. And it's just an, it's another lever for people to abuse uh, the mechanics of the game. And I, I, anything that opens the door for abuse of mechanics to, to gain an edge, I, I'm not a fan of, just my opinion. What do you think? It's, it's a long time since I actually played football, but just sort of running through it in my mind, I, I, I think it would actually be technically impossible to start executing a Berber spin and stop midway through. I don't think you could do it. I, I think it would... I think it would actually be impossible to do it. So yeah, I agree. It's um, I getting back to to the nature of Jason's question a bit more. Really, I think um, I've I've 
almost tongue-in-cheek advocated previously for two versions of FIFA, one which uh, incorporates all the skill moves and one which doesn't. Um, I, I think it'd be a pretty pass if we, we ever came to that sort of position where we did need two modes. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think that there needs to be a balance struck where yes, skill moves are part of the game, but also you, you potentially incur a bigger penalty by, by abusing skill moves by, by using them so often. Um, because at the minute you can just, you can just skill after skill after skill and uh, you, you'll incur no penalty. You've got that dead right, Steve. That if, if you played against a player in real life, if you're a defender, and the same attacker did the same skill move against you in real life, after he's done it two, three times, you will pretty much be able to time him to a point whereby he shouldn't be able to beat you with that skill move anymore. And that's kind of where it should get a bit closer in Ultimate Team, whereby the first two or three times you do a particular move, it's super effective because someone shouldn't necessarily be expecting you to do it. But the more you do it, the proficiency of the move should uh, degrade significantly or the payoff for doing that move should degrade, uh, whether that's a penalty in, in stamina or uh, opposing player reaction to that move. There's lots of different ways that they can do it, but at the moment, it's just basically five-star skill player can do the same shit over and over again, and providing they've got a bit of stamina, they're going to fly past you a lot of the time. So the penalty for repetition of skill moves is next to non-existent at the moment. I think that's the area they can target to sort of bring that in line, that you use them sparingly at crucial moments to gain a split-second edge that can get you a goal, not to spam all over the place to basically maintain possession or or just to bamboozle a, a player who isn't a competent defender. That's not necessarily how it should work. No one really does that in real life, so it shouldn't necessarily be in the game. And one of the big differences as well, I think, is that in a game of real life football, um, if, if a player is going to perform a certain skill move, let's say, oh, I don't know, let's say somebody's going to do a Cruyff turn there'll be some sort of tell. So if you're if you're defending that player, as you say, you'll see him perform it once and you'll maybe notice that he dips his right shoulder as he goes into it. Um, I should add, actually, that the level of football that I played, if somebody tried to perform a Cruyff turn, they'd, they'd come out of it with two broken legs rather than, you know, <laughs> we're not talking about a high level here, really. Um, but you would, you'd, you'd spot the tell, you know, even at the level where I played it and you would adjust accordingly to it. Um, Whereas in FIFA, you don't get that sort of thing. You can, through repetition, you can kind of anticipate that they might be going to do it, but you can't react to tiny little tells like that. And uh, that that makes, again, it makes skill moves too overpowered, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it. I feel like they've actually addressed the issue of, I think it was FIFA 19, when you could just spam croquetas from kickoff all the way to goal um, by making it to where if you spammed two of them in a row, the second one will be slightly less effective. The third one will be really less effective. I think that is actually in the game and it's, it's effective, but what if they had some kind of system to where it seems like it would be a nightmare to code this, but let's say if I did a, I bridged somebody on the outside of the box and I got through and scored off of a bridge. If you perform a skill move like that and you score after it, let's say there's a tracker in the game that makes the next time you do it less effective. No matter if it's your first time, second or third, 
the next bridge you do, it's not going to be near as effective as the first one and so on and so on. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be after you score a goal. It could be every time you use it, it gets less and less effective. Sort of like how when you run out of stamina, your players become less agile. They don't move as well. They're slower. What do we think about that? Or is that just getting way too deep? No, there should be a cool down. But what there shouldn't be is if you use it in the first minute and then use it again in the 89th minute, there, should, there shouldn't be any different. Enough time has elapsed whereby that shouldn't be an issue. So the fact that you've used it more than once, you shouldn't be punishable. But if you use them in close proximity, they should be degraded, in my opinion. You know, if you use it either consecutively or a few minutes apart, they shouldn't be the, the same effectivity as the first one. If you do one right at the beginning of the game and do one right at the end, they should be the same. Enough time has elapsed whereby that shouldn't be an issue, in my opinion just playing devil's advocate here. If I were trying to maintain possession, run the clock out, it's still the first half. And let's say I perform a skill move to get around you. Then I cross the ball over to the other side of the pitch, dribble around, wait for your guys to move over, perform another one. It should still be just as effective or should it be hindered? Well, no, because that's in the same passage of play. So I would say that it's, it's too close of a, a period of time mm-hmm. whereby you can keep on chaining them together in close succession. But what I'm saying is if you do one right at the start, that shouldn't affect if you do one right at the end of the game because those two pieces of play are totally unrelated to one another and enough time has elapsed whereby any kind of advantage that the defender has gained from being able to time the player is gone by then. It's almost like he's never done it. If you do it in the first minute, in the 89th, you, you basically don't gain any advantage defensively from knowing that he's done it before. Yeah. I think I think that EA really already have the answer in their hands, kind of staring them in the face with the way that they nerfed chain skill moves. Because I, I think the easy fix to this really is that let's say, for example, you introduce a degree of failure in, into the potential of a skill move being executed properly and successfully. So let's say that, I don't know, we'll stick with a Berber spin. Let's say if Neymar attempts a Berber spin. Let's say there's going to be a 90% success rate that it'll go exactly to plan. The ball will come out at his feet and he'll be able to continue with the dribbling. So we'll give Neymar 90%. But if that's attempted by David Neres, let's increase that failure percentage to maybe, I don't know, 30, 40%. So he's got a 60% chance of, of successfully completing that Berber spin. Um, I, I, I think there has to be much more risk attached to the reward of executing skill moves, if that makes sense. Now, would there be a negative impact of that change in particular to say that we would even see more of the same type of cards in teams if I can't perform the same skill moves with an 80-rated player to the degree of effectiveness? You would see a lot more people running the same squads. Well, it would would make those cards much more valuable and, and therefore much more exclusive. So I don't think you necessarily would. I think you'd just see the price of certain cards go through the roof. Mm, yeah, I'm always trying to think of things because too often we see EA make changes, which it's good that they're trying to make changes and make the game better. Don't get me wrong. It's just it's the unforeseen things that that typically come out that we don't like from these changes. So mm. uh, let me give you a, a non ultimate team comparison to what we're talking about here. And Steve, you've got an interplay in Call of Duty a little bit lately, so you might understand where I'm coming from here. Shotguns and, and Call of Duty are generally very unpopular because the, uh, the price for inaccuracy is extremely high. So shotguns give you a tremendous advantage at short range in, in first-person shooter games. Uh, but because the fire rate is so low, if you miss that first one shot, you're dead. 
essentially. And so that that um, margin for error is, is so small that most people just won't touch them, even though they're super effective. If you got good at using shotguns, you could cause some serious damage, but most people don't. They'll prefer to use an assault rifle or an SMG because it's uh, a bit more forgiving. You can miss the first one or two shots and still be just fine because of the rate of fire that those guns have. And that's what we're kind of getting at here with skill moves. If you don't execute them perfectly, you need to be punished for it. And that's yes. that's the balance of it because yes. it gives you a tremendous advantage against the defending player if you do execute them perfectly. And that's the trade-off. If you go for the high-risk move, you get a, a, a much higher reward if you do it well. If you do it bad, you're screwed. And that's the incentive for people to get better at the game. It's also the incentive of people to upgrade their cards to cards that have the capability of performing those type of moves. You know, it's a... It's all part of the cycle, right? So that that's the way it should go, as Steve says. There needs to be a bigger penalty for incompletion of, of skill moves or using them inappropriately. And you know, that's something that they, they can work on. I'm sure they have their own ideas about that, but that's essentially where we're getting at. If you just do ball rolls and heel drags all over the place, but you're not using them for any kind of effective outcome, then that shouldn't work in your favor. You should be punished for that. End of story. You know, if you uh, if you shoot somebody with a shotgun in Call of Duty at point blank range, if their shields are maxed out, then one shot won't do it. Just saying. Will uh, do to the head. <laughs> I always get shot in the balls. How do you? I know? mean, that'd pretty much fucking kill me. I think if if not instantly, it wouldn't do me any good being shot in the balls with a shotgun. Just saying. I mean, is there an indicator that says you just got shot in the balls? Like, how do you know you're getting shot in the balls? Because you can see it on the replay. Oh, it shows you a replay of you getting killed? <laughs> yes. yes I was wondering where you were going with that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, you can see yourself get shot in the balls. It's been a while. There isn't a sort of haptic feedback thing that gives you a sort of jolt to the bollocks every time you get lamped. There. Oh, be, imagine no, if that's did, that'd be great. <laughs> I like where your head's at. A bad one. Yeah. Last question. Which special card or SPC is your Foot 21 Club legend so far? I.e. the one card... You try to get rid of, but always ends up back in the team or at least on the bench. For him, for Jason, it was Ansu Fati Player of the Month. Matt, what's yours? I knew you'd come to me first. I need need more time to, to sort of think about it. Steve, I think, what's yours? Um, well, yeah, I don't need any time to think about it, do I? Obviously, um, I've waxed lyrical about it many a time. I know that Matt disagrees fundamentally, but the, uh, the, the card that I love more than any other in this game is 87 rated. Reindeer? Is the 87 rated... For future stars objectives card Jesus Carvalho reindeer superb card does everything you want in an attacker um, he's got the pace he's got the dribbling he's got the finishing he's got the passing and he's got a bit of strength about him um, six foot one high medium work rates you couldn't want anything more and I've never tried to get rid of him he's uh, ever since I earned him he's uh, he's been in my squad he's been a mainstay there um Current stats played 149 games with him, 130 goals and 83 assists. So Reindeer is my man. Very nice. Matt? Okay. So in the first half of the game, it was uh, 87 Crespo. So that's the mid icon version of that. And just slotted in perfectly to Bielsa Ball and every sort of squad I was uh, using at that time. But uh, he did sort of reach the end of the line a little bit. I'd say sort of November, December time. By that point, I got the second player of the month, Bruno Fernandez, and I try and shoehorn him into every 
team that I make. He is so good at everything defensively, offensively. He's got it all. And as per what Steve just did, a little bit of stats update. 248 games, 143 goals. I don't have the assist to hand because I'm on the web app, but generally absolutely unreal card. I wish I had the team of the year version. This one does the job just fine. And it's still ultra competitive even a couple of months later from its release. So we love Bruno. Nice. Uh, my favorite player, SPC player, would be Ribery. I know he was very That's expensive. a strong shout. That's a strong shout, actually. That's a really good card. He's, I mean, he's not, he wasn't cheap, but he's, he's so good. And I, and I really do think he's usable until the very end. Um, even for a, a really competitive player, he can get it done. But another one, honorable mention, probably two that I'll just want to mention that I just can't seem to, to write off. That flashback, Alessandrini, man, he's, He's so good coming on late. If you need a goal, you need that extra pop. He's so quick and he dribbles very well and he's got high, high work rate. So he tracks back well. And uh, obviously the freeze Adama, which I still see a lot of in every game mode. But um, yeah, I, hearing of Alessandrini always brings me out in a little bit of a cold sweat and sends me on that flashback to when I was playing co-op with, uh, with the Swedish pro player, the lifeguard. And um, I managed to miss with Alessandrini from about probably less than a meter out, actually. Perhaps we can, uh, there's a clip of that kicking around somewhere. Maybe we can tweet that from the uh, from the Footballers podcast account for, for people who are good enough to follow us on Twitter. What, what's the handle, Hunter? At Footballers Pod. That's the one. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe tweet that out as a little bonus for people. Yeah. Well, we're out of questions. We're out of content. We're going to get this season on the road. Uh, anything we're never out of content. Well, for now, we can't give it oh, all to now. everybody once. Sure. Okay, yeah, we've got to spread it out in subsequent weeks. I apologize. I'm hungry too. I need to go eat. Um, Matt, where can they find you on the Twitter? They can find me at Lando Matt with one T and uh, at Mets Gaming in the uh, Discord chat. Say hello. Very well, Steve. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Foot Coach. Uh, there's also Twitch, which I haven't been quite so active on lately, but it's something that I'm looking to get back to engagement with. That's twitch.tv forward slash the foot coach. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much me. Obviously, the foot academy is there. I, I, it's a good time for, for people to sign up, I think, to, to really get the most out of their team as their team hits its peak. I mean, as we approach, um, team of the season you're going to have the best cards that you'll have in fifa 21 you know we, we, we really are reaching the peak of the season so definitely recommend that uh, that people check it out take a look at it decide if it's for them or not and uh hopefully they can maximize the fun that they get from from their team of the season cards as we head in that direction very good you can find me on twitter at the foot hunter the underscore foot underscore hunter and also on twitch same handle um, would like to see Steve streaming again, though. Those are always entertaining. Anything you guys want to add? Um, I'd, I'd just like to add that during the recording of this podcast, I've bought um, 90 shadow cards at a price of 1,800 coins on bid, and I'm hoping to have made millions by the time we record the next podcast. I'll let you know. That's actually a good point there, Steve, because, you know, a lot of people haven't been opening packs and trading with the promo coming up. Speechless. That was borderline Irish, that was. Yep. That wasn't right foot. I've, uh, that wasn't right foot. I, I don't think you'd be right impressed with that, to be honest with you. I, I, you know, it's, it's not it's not right Yorkshire. Yeah, I think uh, Hunter went for the, the, <laughs> so Rico, the Rico Henry. <laughs> Rico Henry, the, the Yorkshire oh, Irishman now, is he?
Yeah, like uh, Andy Townsend. Steve, uh, no, Mick McCarthy. Uh, well, I don't know I've got a, well, Andy Townsend was a Cockney Irishman, wasn't he? I've got a joke I'd like to run by you, Steve. Oh, no. All right, here it is. You ready? No. You want to, want to ask Matt instead? I don't, I don't want you to tell the joke. I'm telling the joke. Okay. You're in a room full of 100 dicks. Easy to imagine. How many are you choking on? Uh, I'm going to go with none. Damn, Steve, you that good? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Come to your house, bro. The, right, the right answer is always 69, baby. That's the end of the podcast. All right, that's the show. Gotta go. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.